Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Four days off. What am I, a Democrat? Who the hell wants four days off, for God's sakes? It's ridiculous. I like to work, and I worked continuously. And uh, my work is also my passion. I love watching the abuse of liberty and freedom by the frauds, by the Marxist mafia members calling themselves Democrats. This weekend was something to behold. It was almost magical, the way in which they operated the new variant. The new variant. People of Earth. I am Lur of the planet Omicron Pussy I-8. Omicron. I mean, let's give it the scariest names. It's going to be the end of the world, yet the people telling me about it all look like they should have died seven months ago. They're 90. When they start wiping out these 90-year-olds like Fauci, then maybe I'll get a little nervous. But in the meantime, being told something's really bad for your health by people who are way above the life spectrum acceptance of health, not only that, they're continuing to destroy my country from within... I have a problem with it. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. I love that. That's phenomenal. I always love people to talk about themselves in the third person. George likes his chicken spicy. I agree. George likes his chicken spicy. Tony Fauci is science. You cannot make this up as the Fourth Reich advances. And uh, the, the virus that we're, we're talking about, what's the, uh, what's the death rate? What, what's, it, what's it look like from inside? Currently, there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. So it started with the younger generation. And the most predominant clinical complaint is severe fatigue for one or two days with then the headache and the body aches and pain. It's terrible. It's kind of like old people feel in the morning when it's cold outside. That's what the omnivirus. And what's the result of politicians, mainly in Democrat mafia sewers that are bankrupt, that are riddled with fraud, that have politicians under indictment? What's the action? Well, you got to put your mask on and mandated vaccines because this is what this is about. This is why the government invested in it. It's a pandemic, not a pandemic, and it's working according to plan. Because while this is going on, nobody is talking about the real and true atrocity. It isn't the pandemic. It isn't a virus that has a survival rate of 99.5. What it is is that governments around this country, mainly in Democrat mafia sewers, are bankrupt. Absolutely and totally bankrupt. And this country, particularly our federal government, 
which was given half a trillion dollar extension on the debt ceiling limit that we don't really have but pretend is there, it's butting up against it as we speak. And that Joe Biden's feudalnomics and his stupidity and his corruption in his administration is what should be on the forefront of news. Yet this, thankfully, the pandemic is working according to plan by the overlords that have corrupted our country and, more importantly, stolen our money. It's working beautifully. And they are being totally, totally immunized. Ooh, I like that. I never thought I'd get to use that. Immunized against the repercussions of their stupidity, their failure, and their corruption. Well, they're forcing this totalitarian shutdown of our lives among us. And we are a year and a half into this. Luckily, there are people like me who have given no credence to anything that they've said. Although I have had to adjust my life, I refuse to shut it down because I realize the one thing that we all should be using as the greatest shield against this kind of tyranny. Time is our enemy. We are human beings. We are finite. I do not have another year. I do not have another day to give to these failures and these frauds in their experiment, whether it be their vaccine or their social experiment of nationalizing my life and your life. That's what's really going on here. So how we allow these same politicians like Botox Fauci, like the dimwit in diapers who people voted for, and I still am astonished and offended that anybody would vote for this dimwit. All right. I get my pages unstuck here. We're ready. This is supposed to be the president of the United States. His pages are stuck, but he wants to get ready to tell you how he's in control. I'm going to take my mask off when I speak here. Yeah, take your mask off there. First of all, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I know how incredibly busy you all are and the heck of a job you're doing to make sure people aren't disappointed. This He's talking to reporters who are waiting to spin your propaganda. Nobody's busy in that whole damn room, dummy. Last Thanksgiving, as well as uh, Christmas coming up. Uh, this morning, I provided an update on uh, uh, Omicron variant and... Uh, Boy, doesn't he sound like he's got a grasp of the issues, doesn't he? Or does he sound like he should be directing traffic in some old people's home, telling stories about what it was like to grow up during the Depression? Told the American people that uh, it is a new variant, cause for concern, but not a cause for panic. And uh, we're going to fight this with science and speed. We're not going to fight it with chaos and confusion. And we believe we can. (laughs) If this moron had a boat that he wanted to admit he owned versus the several his brother owns and his sons, it could be called chaos and confusion and corruption. That's what your legacy truly is. Deal with it. On Thursday, I'm going to be putting forward a detailed strategy on how to deal with this new variant. Well, why Thursday? Why Thursday? Today's Monday. You knew about the variant before Thanksgiving. What's magic about Thursday? I mean, after all, if we're going to use science and speed, Is that as fast as government can do? We'll do a week. We'll get things organized. Because what he is trying to tell you and what nobody is questioning, he doesn't have any solutions or any plan. He has to meet with cohorts about which would politically sell to the moron mafia members that voted for this failure and this fraud so that it takes your eye off of what we are all truly experiencing. Massive economic failure with promises of nothing more but future economic failure. And uh, that is uh, not uh, shutdowns or lockdowns, uh, but with more widespread vaccination and more boosters, testing and, uh, and more. Did you know 
that if you wanted to uh, work in healthcare, even now, you have to go and get a test that tells you about the vaccines you got when you were, you know, 40 years ago when you were a child. That right now they could test your body right now. And all of those successful vaccinations that you were given for measles and the rest, all of it is still in your body. Yet this one that they are mandating without any concern of the obvious failure, and I don't just mean soccer players in Europe dropping dead like flies. I'm talking about the obvious failure it has here. They're still referring to it as a vaccination that you need boosters every three months now. Boy, is this plan working beautifully for them. In the meantime, I've said the best protection against this new variant is to get fully vaccinated and get a booster shot. Which means you can never be fully vaccinated because then right after that booster shot, you're going to need another booster shot. To be a Democrat, we've already established you're either the wolf or the sheep. That's the Democrat. But to think that this old feeble man is capable of doing anything, I mean this. He should be removed from office today. This is the president of the United States. Listen to what he has conceptually of, of the grasp of our own reality. And I urge all Americans who haven't yet done that, get it done today. There's no excuse. We have already 80,000 places you can get it done. I mean, there's just, it's, there's no reason. It's free, it's available, and if you qualify for the booster, get it done today. All right. Here's the good news. Uh, a federal judge just stopped his vaccine mandates in 10 states. The other 12 that are suing the federal government, in total 22, judges are looking at, at ceasing those mandates as well. And the reason that they had to cease them is because he is trying to stop payment of federal monies to health care institutions that are providing health care services that refuse to have their own people forced into this experiment that we're calling a vaccine. So he took a big loss today. We took a big, for us, it's a big win because what it says is there's at least a few, a handful of judges that understand this dimwit not only cannot constitutionally mandate us into this fraud of a vaccine, but moreover doesn't have the wherewithal to understand his own actions. And isn't that what we're really discussing here? This president doesn't have the wherewithal to manage a 7-Eleven, let alone the country. Black Friday sales were up nearly a third since last year. See, here's the thing for all the moron Democrats that are going to repeat that. That's a price. They're only talking about money. In other words, that is including the rising costs of goods. So that doesn't mean more specific items were purchased. It means more money was paid. And for all you know, it could be for less items. This is how they profit from their failure. So to let these talking points go unquestioned, for instance, it would have you believe that there's more people in the workforce when it's never been lower in the last decade. Not since the collapse of 2009 has labor participation been so low. The only way to survive in a Marxist mafia-run economy, is to be in on the scam or part of the welfare army. That's what he doesn't want you to know. More people under the Biden regime are unfortunately turning to government sustenance than they are thriving in an economy. And that's the big cover-up of the pandemic, the greatest weapon of the totalitarian frauds we're calling a government today. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. Nice. We got JT in there. Is this a JT pick or a bunny pick? Nice. 
They're both pointing at each other. Okay, it's fine. It's a Omicron variant. Maybe it's a symptom, side effect. Court blocks 10. 10 states have sued the federal government. This is just the latest lawsuit, lawsuit to block this ridiculous mandate of health care providers. Uh, the federal health care worker mandate is one of several vaccine orders. This is what we must do, and we must support these states. And we must support the fight for liberty and freedom in this day. This is the most important generation. Everyone says the greatest. You just beat the Third Reich, and I'm not taking anything away from them. What they did was fantastic. What we need to do here is win back the ideology of Americanism, which we have lost, which we have given up. In fact, I had a little experiment that I went through. I had to run to the store yesterday, and I don't have a mask because I live in Florida, and we don't have them, and I don't wear them. So I had to go to the store, and I said, oh, damn, I don't have my mask. So I went to a grocery store. I'm not going to embarrass them, and I didn't have my mask on. I'll tell you what. It was, it was wonderful. I walked through it, and I enjoy the stairs. I enjoy the grandma. Not a, not a person said anything, not even a real chubby lady who I thought for sure was going to say something. She was on a little rascal. And after all, in the cowardice America we now live in, those are the experts we turn to. Those slobs who let themselves get like Pritzker need a little rascal in the, in, in the grocery store. Those are the people that are telling us how to act, how to, how to help them survive. And uh, not a person said a word to me. In fact, I saw some looks of admiration. I thought it was wonderful, and I also, as I was leaving, I saw a young girl. A young girl without a mask on. Proud as a peacock. I thought to myself, that kid is a wonderful indicator. That along with the fact, like you, I spent some time with family. I can't be the only one who saw how much contempt the younger generation that is being forced to capitulate to these old failures like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and pickle-faced Fauci and the rest of these frauds, how what they are building inadvertently is generations of kids who think like me. They're going to be terrible slaves, just like me and you. And that's what this country was built on. The people who were not willing to bend knee to tyrants, hypocrites, the way they live and the way they act, just like our politicians today. In fact, King George, to a certain extent, I think would be fond of how the government in America has turned into the corrupt totalitarian state he represented. Anthony and McHenry. Oh, thank you, Sean. Uh, You know, I I, I always agree with what you have to say about the scumrack Democrats and how they separate us by race and sex and religion and killing babies in the womb. But I think their most lethal weapon is this unscientific concept of asymptomatic spread. Just like you were saying, people yeah. look at you in the grocery store, you don't have a mask, and now you're carrying a virus that's going to kill them. Yeah, so it's they say. a weapon that's going to destroy us if we don't have somebody in, on, the, on the science end just say what BS that is. Not to mention, you know what they're, they're ignoring? We're going to have, we're, I'm, I'm reaching out, we're going to have Ron Johnson on this week as well, but what, what they're ignoring is, the staggering, staggering amount of people who are vaccinated and are getting the virus again. And the way in which they're spinning it is beautiful when you think about the devious nature of a liar and a fraud and a gypsy that they are. They're spinning it by saying, well, they're not as sick as they would be. Well, how could you possibly prove that? See, this is the beauty of a swindler. This is the artist that they are, where they try to present an, uh, an unarguable destination as if it was a fact and as if they were responsible for it. So how could you argue a negative? 
Well, they're not as bad as they would be. Well, how the hell do you know? You're speculating again. But what it does is reveal to people like these children who are, are being forced to capitulate and live under their, their, their tyranny. Is they're, they're starting, it's always going to be a third of the society that make the world go wrong. They're starting to recognize the weaknesses and the bald and obvious lies in, in the excuses that they're giving. So I think this is actually a blessing, Anthony. And uh, I appreciate you listening, but I have absolute and total contempt for them. Not because they didn't earn it, but because they did earn it. And this is why we are now no longer talking about how it originally started and why Fauci has decided to go offensive instead of answering depositions and being put in jail the way he should be, the scum that he is. He weaponized this virus. He paid for it. And now it's made him a god among men. And it's sickening the way we don't talk about it, Anthony. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you, John. That's the other thing let's not forget. Where's all the talk of the origins? Oh, we don't talk about origins anymore. And why would you? The origins are not important. What's important now are the moronic variant. Omnicron. It's just, it's, it, you can't write it. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I cannot wait for my great, 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 great grandchildren to read how America committed suicide in the year 2020 and how it was perpetrated onward by the rest of the country allowing usurpers, scum and corrupt old men to steal the future after already destroying our recent past. Pat, South Chicago Heights. Hey, how are you doing? Good, Pat. How are you? I love your show. Thank you. Um, I had to go to the ER Friday night uh, for, for some vision issues. And we were, I was in and out of testing and all that. I was sitting in the lobby. Long story short, a woman came in who was completely incapacitated from getting the J&J shot on Wednesday. And she couldn't talk. She was, she was, it was horrible. And I was in conversation with a woman next to me who was in for other issues. And she had asked, she had asked me about if I had been vaccinated. I said, no. My job was considered essential in the beginning of all this. I've been in every single hot spot you could think of. I haven't been vaccinated. I take the uh, balance of nature. I do that, and I keep a positive attitude. And this woman, it was a great conversation with her. And then she went on to try to convince me to get a vaccination. She just got her booster. And the benefits of being vaccinated. And I said, I pointed to the woman next to her. I said, oh, like her? (laughs) She's incapacitated. No, thank you. Tens of thousands of people, Pat have had massive, uh, they say have died. How many people do you know, just you know, that have had an adverse effect of the vaccine? I had a a friend of mine come in. He had to be fully vaccinated. He went along with it. He's a wonderful, laughable guy, and he doesn't fight the way I do, but I love him to death. He came in, he got it again. He's like, not only did I get it again, I know somebody who's got Bell's palsy. All of these symptoms, the blood clots, the the, the enlarged heart, all of the things that the government wants you to just ignore... And just trust them. I want to know the I'm people left who it. trust the government. I just didn't get it. Yeah. How many? How many? How much do you have to be lied to before you stop trusting the person lying? Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We'll be back. The Israeli real time news on Tuesday reported a five hundred percent increase in sudden cardiac and unexplained deaths among FIFA players 
in 2021. Since December, 183 professional athletes and their coaches have suddenly collapsed with 108 being dead. COVID vaccine, a woman who has died was wrongfully diagnosed. A woman who died from unrecognized complications appear to be complications she had after a COVID-19 vaccine was wrongfully diagnosed to the woman who was not supposed to receive it while in the hospital. Uh, AstraZeneca. There's all kinds of scandals happening. And in the meantime, are the politicians, i.e. the government, who has only one job, and that's to protect the citizens, are they even interested in, a, in, in its obvious failure, and if it wasn't a failure, would you need a booster? You need a booster, and then you need another booster, and then you need a booster after that. What are we at, four? How much longer before it's five? It obviously doesn't work. Hello? It doesn't work. And stop giving it gitchy names, breakthrough ca- cases. It's not a breakthrough case. You just got it again because the damn thing doesn't work. I mean, you want it. It, is, it should be called the, the moronic variant. Alonzo, 73rd and Drexel. Hey, Sean, how you doing, man? How are you? I'll tell you what, my brother, since he got the shot, it's been about two months, he ain't been right, his heart is beaten, and I just want to tell everyone out there, <laughs> you better do, do some research. Yeah, all right, thank you very much, his heart is beating, glad to see it, Alonzo. See what that means is uh, you're stupid, it works for everybody. But that's not the broader point. I'm going to tell you a little story. little story, most people don't talk about why I reject Soviets. And when I say Soviets, I mean the mind See, what we're facing is Marxist. It's a mafia. It's the mind. The mind of a slave. You see it among Democrats all the time. It's the mindset of a slave. They're not interested in, their, in themselves. They're just interested in controlling you. And it's an old Soviet story about Boris and Ivan. JT, did you ever hear this story? Boris and Ivan. It's about old Soviets. And they're living in, in, in the despair and the feudalism of all communism, what it brings you. And Ivan has a goat and Boris does not have a goat. Okay? So Boris is all mad that Ivan's got a goat. And he's walking through the field. He looks down and he sees a, a uh, lantern. He grabs it. He rubs it. And a genie pops out. Boris, I will give you one whoosh. Only one whoosh. You could have anything in the world. What do you want? You know what Boris says? I want Ivan, Ivan's goat to die. Boris could have had everything. All he wanted is to make sure that Ivan's goat was dead. That's the flaw of man. See, most men aren't interested in their own success. They're interested in your failure, i.e. the controlling you. That's what this is about. So the mindset of a slave is the mindset of an American Democrat. Only a, a slave would root to be ruled. See, that's what an American Democrat does. He wants to be ruled. He wants to be told what to do. Moreover... He doesn't like when people don't have to listen. And this is what you're experiencing. at your tender young age, JT. You're seeing something that in this country we only talked about. You're seeing it right here in your own generation. This is when the American government has decided that you don't have freedom unless you agree, unless you, it's their freedom. You can have your opinion as long as it's theirs. Otherwise, you can't have it. So see, they have to come around and tell you how smart they are, how much better they are, how healthy they are, how right they are even in the face of their own failure. So, exciting time to be alive. David, Round Lake. Sean, yep. hi. How are you? I love, I love to hear your energy. Thank you. Listen, um, the, the idea of the topics that are not getting talked about on mainstream media, like the origin of this freaking virus, 
um, election results, problems with the election. Who do you talk to? How do you get how do you get these kind of words out? You know, the sheriff uh, charged four or five of the election officials in Kenosha with fraud. Mm-hmm. And the DA is not handling it. Have you heard about that? Sure, it's selective. Well, I, I I have not heard about that specifically, but I don't know if you know about Project Veritas that dropped the. Oh yeah, I do know about them. Yeah. Well, today, just a couple hours ago, they dropped a story about a CBS executive who has emails back and forth where he's admitting into steering opinion, into not discussing voter fraud, into not informing the people of the scandalous. Um, voter ballot harvesting, which is an absolute crime. So, you know, I, I, I talk about it, brother. All I can control is what I do. And luckily, I'm blessed to be with a company that gives me that platform. If you're asking me why the, why the propagandists called media are not lobbying on the side of the people, it's real simple. There's more money in it to be corrupted with the government than there is to stand up for the people. Because after all, if they were to inform the people that the ones suffering are the ones who keep voting for the government to help them, they may break the chokehold that the corrupt Marxist American mafia has over the Democrat base, and they can't afford that, David. Thank you for the call. And here is the uh, scandalous admission and really the, 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 the prima facie evidence of absolute and total opinion manipulation by media writ large. Don Smith, James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. You're one of the leaders at your local station, Ken's 5. We have a whistleblower inside your station, your local CBS affiliate, who has emails saying that you said the Raquel Rodriguez videos were a hoax. And no idea what you're talking about. You yeah. Now, Kale Rodriguez is the scum that Project Veritas caught, who is a Democrat apparatchik, a foot soldier, and one of the ballot harvesters. The reason I fight so vehemently hard against it, what she does is she goes around, she has a, a list of registered voters, and she either makes them up, she takes advantage of the indigent. She pays people in some cases to vote. And um, she's a scum, part of the Marxist mafia. She was caught on tape confessing as such to Project Veritas. Yet the mainstream media thought it was to be ignored, as they thought so many of the scandals that put this diaper-wearing dimwit in charge. They are the reason he sits there. Well, we have, we have an email from you. We have an email from you actually say, saying that you said it was a hoax. Quote, it looks like it was a hoax. That's you, Don Smith. So um, how much money are we talking? Because just so you'll know, when you sell, when you do things like this for votes, mm-hmm. you're talking between 5 to $8 per vote. I'm just letting you know so mm-hmm. you have an idea. And I'm going to bring 3500 to the to the plate. Okay. County-wide. Mm-hmm. So I know what I'm bringing to the plate county-wide. So that's like... $28,000. Raquel Rodriguez was arrested for voter fraud in San Antonio. Do you still think it was a hoax? Uh, no comment. You can no. leave now. We also have quotes from you saying that you don't want to do objective journalism. Your trainers say that objective journalism is not a priority. I challenge you to stop thinking in terms of objective journalism. because, And we'll t- discuss why that's not really feasible anymore. He said he didn't know what we were talking about. We have the email saying exactly what he said. It was a hoax. Raquel Rodriguez, San Antonio, arrested for ballot harvesting. Not a hoax. And that's why in all of these bills, what's one essential voter fraud technique the Democrat mafia is sticking in in every one of these spending bills is ballot harvesting. This is why. This is just one person that thankfully they caught. How many didn't they catch? But it does explain why the Democrat mafia 
Always likes to stuff them in spending bills. 312-642-5600. Up in the morning and out to school. Just finishing up my food for the poor. Donation. Oh, they give me a bigger number than I. All right. What the hell? I'm not giving it to Salvation Army. I'm not giving it to Goodwill anymore. Love to give it to food for the poor, though. Love the idea that they're helping actual kids versus funding an army. Uh, John, East Chicago. Hi, Sean. You're having a great show, as usual. Oh, thank you, John. Um, I wanted to mention to you, um, I was listening earlier today to a sports uh, talk channel. Why, John? Why? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I can't can't explain it, but there there was something interesting that came up. Report came in that eight Dallas Cowboys, including the head coach, tested positive for the Fauci virus. And the Stalin-worshipping host of the show said the NFL positively is doing the wrong thing and has to mandate vaccines for their players. And what what, what difference would that have made for these eight individuals? They would have, who, you know, they probably, maybe even more would have, would have came tested positive. It's, I don't know it's, what they're it's really something, up this vaccine for. It's really something to watch. It, but it does show you how, you know, I've always been fascinated when you read about history, how in any country, but in particularly America, only a third of the people wanted freedom. Only one third. One third wanted to be servants and slaves to the king. It's, it's astonishing. What you're witnessing is that in real time. And you're looking at the people and you're looking at the weakness and their mindset and how willing they are to cling to something that they think makes them safe rather than think about something that can make them safe or to think about anything. They're doubling down on something that politicians who are insisting this works and yet at the same time, almost before they get to the period in the sentence, reminding you that you need to keep up with your phony boosters because the vaccine itself doesn't work. So it's really interesting to watch the character of Americans as some cling to be slaves while others fight to be free. It's interesting to me. And that's why, John, don't waste your time. If they're willing to treat, uh, these are athletic mercenaries in costumes to pretend they're from the home team. The whole damn thing doesn't make any sense to me, John, but teach their own. Thank you. And that's another thing, teach their own. That's how I feel. You want to get the vaccine? You want to get the booster? You want to pretend that stuff works and wear your mask? Go ahead. But I say right here, not for me, kid, and I'll do it to my dying day. You're never going to get me, and I'm not alone. There's millions and millions and millions of people who understand that without the property over your own person, you are but a slave and a servant. Not to mention, do I get my opinion? Because I seem to think it, it, it doesn't work, and you admit it when you double down and you wheel out these failures who tell me it's time for my booster. No, it's not. But I recognize what the real problem is. Terrible thing to live in fear. Brooks Adeline knew it. Terrible thing to live in fear. Love that movie. It was on, by the way, all weekend. Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne never turned himself back in. Robert Bloomingdale. Yeah. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I think this is totally this manipulation, but the question I want to ask you, other than the virus, is what, what is a story, quickly, on the Salvation Army that I used to give to? What's, what's going on with that? The Salvation Army wants you to bend knee and apologize for your racism. What they're doing is what grabbing racism? the... Mon- exactly, what racism. But see, the mafia, the Marxist mafia, understands that it must have a perception. It must give, it must stoke hatred. So what they want to do is indict all white people 
Some of whom, most of whom, were never in the country during the time that America, the shortest country in, in existence that had slavery, the shortest, because we got rid of it because our founding documents basically make it illegal. That's right. So what they want to do is indict all white people as racists without, no, without knowing anyone. And, it, and you know, for, for an organization to do that in the media, it's easy to spot why they do it. CNN gets to run race-baiting media rather than report on the failures of their partners in crime and the government. But when a company that lives on my charity now wants me to confess to a crime I didn't commit, now the relationship is over. And by the way, you better hope I don't take your kettle that you ring the bell. You think I'm going to give to it? You better worry I don't take it because now you've offended me. Not only that, I will never give one cent, one article of clothing. I'll burn it before I give it to those scum. And Goodwill was right on their tail to do the exact same thing. I agree, and thank you. All right, thank you, buddy. That's how we handle that. You see, I will not be told what I am. I will not let strangers and liars and frauds describe me or put me in some sort of guilt I don't deserve. They will not condemn me. I condemn them. I'm a free man. I'm an American. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Alec, living in the belly of the beast, front row seat to stupidity on steroids. He is Harris Alec. He is covering Congress, energy issues, among others, for the Washington Times. Harris, thank you so much for joining me. How are you, kid? You holding up? Sean, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I'm always holding up. I had a great Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm uh, back hitting the corridors and the uh, the marble floors of... Uh, our nation's capital, trying to um, inform the readers of the Great Washington Times about what exactly is going on behind the scenes, and let, uh, especially in Mr. Biden's first term. Of feudalism. I'll finish that for you. Let's talk specifically, because I love these stories. When I go to the pump right here in the Chicago, Illinois, where I have a very good likelihood of being surrounded by one of these wannabe Democrat mafia members, as they pump gas and they have that disgusted look on their face, I yell from the other pump, you did it, dummy. So I like when they're hoisted by their own petard. But it looks like the Biden infrastructure bill poses a major test in uh, deep red West Virginia. Can you tell me a little bit more about what they're learning is in this bill? Absolutely. Well, this is a uh, massive $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that um, obviously focuses on uh, rebuilding the nation's roads and bridges, but it also has some really controversial components in there like uh, money for new green energy programs. It has a uh, pilot program for a uh, national mile-driven tax, which would essentially, you know, uh, give Pete Buttigieg a bunch of money to study whether or not it makes sense to tax people on how many miles they drive daily or weekly or yearly, which is a really, really unpopular idea, especially in a lot of parts of rural America. Um, there's also other provisions in there, like requiring that um, every new car made after 2025 has a... Um, ignition lock so if you uh if you've had a few drinks and if you try to get behind the wheel the car won't start at all 
Uh, this has been something that's only been required for uh, individuals who are convicted of DUIs, but now it might eventually end up being something that's required in every single car, um, whether or not you drink or not. So I think that's kind of interesting. That's something that most Americans, I think, would find very, very radical, even though they abhor the idea of drunk driving. Uh, Now, this bill obviously passed because of uh, 13 House Republicans, and um, in West Virginia, one of the reddest states in the country, there's an upcoming congressional primary where two Republican members are sitting against each other. One voted for the bill, one didn't, and this is going to be a prime test of whether or not the old notion of infrastructure actually uh, means something to voters or whether or not voters are going to be able to see through um, all the political arguments and realize this bill is something that was very, very unpopular for the Republican base. It's something that former President Donald Trump rallied and whipped against. Um, and it's something that potentially is going to be an albatross for uh, one of these uh, members of Congress who's seeking re-election. I'm optimistic. I think that anybody that touched this bill, it will be um, in a very, very short, shortly will, will reveal itself to be an absolute and total failure because what this bill really is is an adaptation of Spain's idea of faking the velocity of money by continuing to spend it. So they say infrastructure when what 10 percent if not less than actually goes towards infrastructure well the bulk of it goes to new industries to to kind of fund the corporatist donors to our political ruling class and i think that is going to appear very obvious and undeniably as they start the implementation of this boondoggle i'm hopeful that anybody that touched it will be thrown out of office and uh, i think it's going to be the test is in virginia because they're the close, they're they're the fastest one, right? I mean, they're the the closest election, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think this bill is going to play itself out in a lot of different areas. Uh, West Virginia is just uh, one example. I mean, you know, I think had this bill um, passed, I think we would have seen it uh, become a factor in the in the Virginia governor's race. I think this bill is going to be a factor in a lot of. Rural states, and it's going to be really, really interesting because, again, you know, uh, infrastructure has been bipartisan. It's been broadly popular, but there are a lot of provisions in this bill um, that just aren't popular for Republican voters. I mean, this thing, contrary to what President Biden promised, was not paid for. It adds $256 billion to the deficit over the next decade. Um, there are a lot of political provisions and a lot of controversial provisions in there that I think are um, just going to be fodder for any Republican strategist who is, you know, looking to primary member who voted for this thing and 13 house republicans did now adam kinzinger from illinois obviously is not running again but i suspect heavily that if he chooses to mount a bid for the illinois governorship um that this would be a significant factor in any sort of republican primary he doesn't stand a chance kid not a chance i'll I'll fund whatever action you want to put on him he doesn't have five friends this kid's going to have to hire paul bears nobody likes him he's toxic he is a scumbag he has been since elected harris you you booked that one for me but you revealed something that i really want to talk about because i find this to be the most offensive now granted you wrote you wrote it right before thanksgiving i however saw it and it was the 2.5 billion dollar tax break for lawyers i hate lawyers even when i need them i hate them (laughs) But t- tell me how he protected. See, here in Illinois, we have the, the, the Democrat mafia. They exist primarily on lawyers that have bastardized things like the tax auction. They have manipulated and controlled everything from liquor distribution to gaming. to you know They're right in the mix, these slimy bastards. And then what they do is they take the money they make and they move out of the city of Chicago, which is the ultimate joke. And I knew that salt was hurting them. I loved what Trump did by... Uh, by by exposing and not allowing 
the rest of the states to underwrite these failed, bankrupt Democrat mafia states. So is this just a reinstatement of SALT, or is this even more diabolical, what, it, what uh, Biden is pushing for? This, in the uh, well, obviously, the, um, the, the House Democratic uh, Build Back Better bill, uh, the centerpiece of President Biden's domestic agenda includes um, a restoration of salt. Uh, you know, it's funny because because there's because they want to cap the people making less than four uh, to make to making about four hundred thousand dollars a year. Which if you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year, I think you know most people in the middle class would say, well, you're you're pretty well off. Um, this specific provision that you're talking about, though, is a massive tax break for trial lawyers. And essentially, we're going to cost two point five billion dollars over the next decade. It's going to allow trial lawyers who work on contingency, which means they are only paid if they win a case, to essentially immediately write off any sort of losses uh, from their cases. And these losses can be anything from uh, filing fees to deposition costs to the cost of their labor. And I know a lot of lawyers, and I know a lot of them you know, charge hundreds of dollars for one hour's worth of work. And who really knows how many hours they actually do work. Ooh, I love the uh, setup I mean, in here. I love the setup for fraud, though. So in essence, let's just go down oh, yeah. this path a little bit. In essence, if I'm a if I'm a slip and fall lawyer, right? You fall, I feel your pain. I chase your ambulance the whole nine yards, and I go after Harris Alec. I say, Harris, I am, you know, uh, uh, Sean Thompson from Slip and Fall Law. I really think you should sue Jewel. There's no question about it. Let's spend some time. And you and I get together and we spend time and I buy dinner and I do all the rest of it and I accumulate say twenty five hundred dollars on just trying to get your business, and you say no. Under this rule, the way I hear it from the little I've seen, I would actually be able to deduct that 2500 I tried to get from you. And even though I didn't get the case, I would be able to deduct that from my income under the Biden carve-out for slip-and-fall law. Correct? Sure. That's, that's like it. Uh, this actually, this, this uh, tax break actually focuses more on uh, people who actually file lawsuits. And uh, one of the things that many business groups are saying is this is going to lead to a boom in frivolous lawsuits, because essentially, at this point in time, you can find a client out there anyway who wants to sue a major retailer, who wants to sue a small business, who wants to sue anyone. You take the case, you bill them twenty, thirty thousand dollars, but you say, "I'm only going to get paid if the uh, case is won." When the case is lost, you just write off that thirty thousand dollars, and you get a massive tax break for it. I mean, most lawyers make well over a significant amount of money, so you can imagine how big their tax bills would normally be, and all of a sudden you're going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, write-offs that you're going to be able to have. And the irony is, though, that this provision actually already kind of exists because under uh, current tax law, lawyers can write off these contingency fees that uh, they don't get from cases as bad loans, but now they're just able to write them off immediately. Not even as a bad loan, it wouldn't take years, it would just go off their taxes immediately. It's a massive provision, and a lot of people are saying this is going to lead to frivolous lawsuits because why wouldn't you just choose to sue someone, have no hope of winning the case because you know that if you're going to owe forty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars to the federal government, well, you're going to have a $30,000 write-off if you have a case. Settlement law. Settled. It's settlement law. You just sue for settle, right? Because most people don't want to deal with the law. You throw it at the wall. Exactly. You hope they write you a settlement. I mean, it's a win-win. But it also does explain how this could only be cooked up because, what, 90% of the roaches that inhabit our government just happen to be lawyers? Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, the trial lawyers' lobby has always been very, very powerful. and They've always backed uh, the Democratic Party. And, look, hmm. you know, President Biden campaigned as a uh, friend of the Democratic political interest. And as you've seen, you know, Unions. Yeah. Bill. Unions are doing very, very well 
uh, wealthy taxpayers uh, in blue states like New York and New Jersey are doing very, very well from the tax breaks they're going to be getting. And now trial lawyers are going to be doing very, very well. As we saw, I mean, trial lawyers in the past decade have donated something like $200 million to Democratic candidates and causes. And you can imagine they've been pushing these provisions for so long. And Biden comes into office, there's a Democratic majority in the Senate, Democratic majority in the House, and they're getting a $2.5 billion tax rate. Not saying there's anything nefarious happening here, but this is just politics and how it works. Uh, special interest is the definition of special interest. I'll tell you another thing that I was reading in this infrastructure bill. I don't know if you saw it. It turns out that if you're a developer, right, and you are a recipient of these funds, and you're going to redevelop or improve or whatever the case is, if you're an end um, um, producer of the pro- of the service, that in order to get the money from the infrastructure, you have to be if not in the union, paying above the union wage. So once again, in this infrastructure bill, unbeknownst to the numerous people that voted on it because either they read it or they just were paid to not read it, they actually, this, this infrastructure bill backdoor strengthens unions in a way no other government spending plan has ever. And it really, when you think about who Joe Biden is and the fact that our Labor Department head was a former union boss, and it's just sickening to me that we have now legitimized this pay-to-play corruption that Chicago was so proud of having a monopoly on. It's- <laughs> well, Sean, I think it's funny because, you know, uh, President Biden campaigned in, in 2020 by promising that he was the most pro-union president in history. <laughs> uh, you know, he campaigned with the backing of the American Federation of Teachers. He campaigned with the backing of the uh, AFL-CIO, campaigned with all these big union firms. And he ex- explicitly said over and over again, I'm going to read the most pro-union president in history. And, you know, people thought that was kind of a feel-good thing he's going to be for the American workers. But as we're seeing, he is fundamentally for the union leadership. He is pushing policies that benefit unions, uh, whether or not it's tax credits for union dues, whether or not it's prevailing wage provisions in this infrastructure bill, whether or not it's um, tax credits for companies that uh, our union uh, choose to manufacture electric cars in a union plant. Uh, these are, you know, these are significant policies. And to the president's credit, he was very, very upfront about what he wanted to do. Just most people didn't really make the connection. And, yeah. You know, I know a lot of us did at the time. We understood what that really meant. But uh, more often than not, that feel-good kind of happy, plain rhetoric in reality ends up having some very, very strong political and policy differences and. Oftentimes, people don't make that connection. And I I have always been amazed at the ignorance of Americans, that they don't understand that unions only really thrive and survive in the municipal division of our economy. In the private sector, unions were at their lowest membership in 80 years prior to the Biden administration. And when he gets out, the only thing that's going to be spending money, because the only thing that can continue to print its own credit, is government. And in order to get those contracts, you're going to, build up the labor extortion mafia that were referred to as unions. So it's just a, it's a vicious cycle of failure. But after all, that's what socialism is. It's a snake eating its tail, telling the other snakes he's a good hunter. And here we are. So you've got, a, you've got energy policies coming up. Is it very strategic to release the strategic oil when there's no natural disaster or war? Where is the strategy in that? <laughs> well, I think as a, lot of, uh, as a lot of people have said, including both Democrats and, and Republicans, that you know, the strategic reserve was specifically created to deal with a national disaster, uh, with a natural disaster, to deal with war, um, to deal with, you know, instances where the electrical grid goes down because of a hack, or um, as we saw earlier this year when uh, 
when Colonial Pipeline had that massive hack and people just couldn't, you know, get access to gasoline along the East Coast, that would have been the appropriate time to release um, oil and, and gasoline from the Strategic Reserve. President Biden is doing it now because it's potentially going to help him heading into the holidays. It might give him a little bit of a political boost. The problem is, though, he's pushing policies that fundamentally are going to uh, have absolutely no impact at all because we're relying significantly more on OPEC and countries in, in the Middle East for gasoline. And, you know, these countries aren't stupid. You know, they've been in oil and petroleum production for the past 100 years or so. You know, they operate like business cartels. They're going to see, well, he's released 50 million barrels of oil to help deflate gasoline prices for the short term. We're just going to cut production. You know, <laughs> why would they lose out money <laughs> on this? You know, it's, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's economics 101, I think. But um, Think of all the really, stories. Funny, you know, I mean, this is 50 million ba- uh, barrels of oil. It's not really a ton. It sounds like a ton. Uh, but, you know, this might only last three to four days. It's yeah. not necessarily going to have a massive impact on uh, prices. But it's one of those feel-good policies where the president can point to and say, hey, I'm doing something. Well, Harris, I thank you so much for joining me. And think of all of the stories you're going to tell your yet unborn grandchild about how you had a front-row seat as America gave away everything America stood for. I'm very proud of you, and uh, I enjoy when you join me. Thank you very much. Harris Alec, Washington Times, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I am still... I'm almost thankful of the scandal of the Salvation Army, because this is the season. I don't know. I, I run to the store five times a week for my wife. And every time they're ringing the bell, and every time I throw a couple bucks. Now I know what they do with the money, and I know what they stand for. I never knew how much of the money they actually gave to the people who they're raising funds for. But I do know when it comes to food for the poor. They give 94 cents, 94 cents out of every dollar. The rest goes to their infrastructure. See, what they're doing in Haiti is they're dealing with gangs, corruption, And once again, another socialist utopian dictatorship that fails the people. And who always suffers? Just like the south side of Chicago, the sewers in Detroit, the sewers in New York, the Democrat mafia hubs. Who suffers are the children. They don't have a system the way we have a system where there's welfare checks that get written. Not that I agree with that, because I certainly don't. Because in that that case, their parents abuse and misuse the money. Kids still suffer. But here they have nothing. Haiti has nothing. It's something when you look at it on a map. Dominican Republic, thriving, lights on. Haiti, nothing, because it's the picture of Democrat dreams. And just like that, they need certain charities. So I prefer to partner with a Food for the Poor campaign. Food for the Poor is a faith-based nonprofit relief organization working directly with the kids on the ground of Haiti. It's, I mean, what else do you need to know? Every dollar, you give your gift of $37 feeds one kid for six months. A gift of $185 can feed five children for six months. It's that simple. Our goal is to feed 5,000 children. So I just started the show. They've already got a little uptick, but I want to, I want to, I don't have the time the morning show has, but I want to beat the morning show. So I want us to help these children, not just because it's a competition, but because it's the, it's the kind of charity that gives 94 cents of every dollar directly to the children. Of Haiti, these are wonderful people. I can't tell you. I'm, I'm looking forward. We're going to have a uh, an interview with one of the one of the presidents of Food for the Poor. I think uh, it's important that we take this on. We've got a small goal: filled five thousand children. I think that's something we should be able to do in a week. 
So to make a gift of any amount, call 844-862-4673. Or you can go to 560theanswer.com slash food for the poor. If you are a business owner and you're making the decisions for your business, take this into consideration. Normally you'd be giving money to certain charities. Now that you know that American charities look at you with contempt, they have grabbed the mantra of the Marxist mafia. It doesn't matter how much money you give them. They think of you the same way the left does. Don't give them a, a nickel. Not a nickel. Same money, same tax write-off goes to a faith-based organization, the largest non-governmental organization in Haiti giving food directly to kids. 94 cents of every dollar goes to the kids. So grab your pen. And by the way, for 2500 bucks, this is the best deal in Chicagoland radio right here at AM560. You get 40 one-minute commercials to air on this station. I'll make a deal. If you do it during me, I'll read the commercial. What do you think about that? I'll read the commercial, but I want to meet you. I want to make sure you're not one of those fly-by-night swindlers. I will not advertise for you. Call up right now. 2500 bucks gets you 40 one-minute commercials. Cannot beat it. You're going to be providing life-saving food for over 65 children with that business partner donation. That's a good, that's a good deal. To become a business benefactor, call my girl Ann Jeanette Natowski, who I love to death. Wonderful girl. 847-472-8951. Get on it. And don't give to any organization that hates you. We'll be back after El Verde in the news. I think I broke the microphone. I did. I broke the mic. Rut roll. All right. In the meantime, I didn't think it was possible. But Mike in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, you don't know what's going on, Mike. Thanks for calling the show. No, I hear you referring to some scandal with the Salvation Army. I listen to a lot of radio, but I kept it off for a couple hours. And uh, now you're talking about some scandal and like to know the details. Critical race theory urges members to confront their racism and the sort. They basically are peddling the same BS that the Democrat Marxist mafia has been peddling for years. And that is that all white people are racist and you have to do a mea culpa and the rest of it. So refuse to give two cents to them. All Don't right. blame me. Hey, I got I got I got a remark. I got to tell you. Uh, have you heard of what's going on with this Mike Lindell case against the uh, uh, fraudulent presidential election? Have you heard about that? I have not heard the latest, but I did hear oh. something over the weekend. So you tell me what you heard, and I'll tell you if I know it. How about that? An incredible amount of research has gone into it, and they detected in the state of Pennsylvania alone over forty nine thousand votes more than there are voters in the state of Pennsylvania. That's just one state. Well, wait, is it a Democrat state? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, there's no rules. The Democrats have no rules. They vote and they vote and they vote and they make up the vote and they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it from for decades. For decades, this is something new. Why do you think he sweeps the Democrat hubs? What's the voter turnout? Ninety-four. When the reality is, it's over that. You know, they don't know how many people died in the last six years. I mean, I've got a friend of mine. His mother's been dead for fifteen years. She's still getting her voter card every year in Oak Park. It's all the same nonsense. So, this is the problem. This is why every bill, every spending bill, and all the like. They have to put in the, they have to legitimize voter fraud. 
I mean, this is the scandal. Forget about Mike. I mean, I don't mean forget about but what Mike Lindell's lawsuit is, is great. It should have been picked up. And the rest of it, Project Veritas, three hours ago, has emails of CBS working in conjunction with the Democrat mafia to cover up and to control public opinion when it comes to voter harvesting, voter ballot harvesting. This is a word salad of legalized corruption. These people are not people who have been approved by the state authority. They are part of the government or they're part of the socialist apparatchik party as they go around and they harvest ballots from people who are infirmed, who do not have the capability to even know what year it is. And all of a sudden, all the nursing homes, all the mental institutions, all the they all vote Democrat. They got, he's a big winner among them. It's sickening what this country's devolved into. It's sickening, Mike. And you've got an entire political party that wants to legitimize voter fraud. And by the way, right now on the East Coast, I think it was Boston, they want illegals to vote after they've been here for six weeks. Okay, now you vote. It's preposterous what's going on. But that's the only way the Democrat mafia can stay in power, and now you know why. Look at what they've done. They're printing up bills of trillions of dollars, Mike. Trillions. We're not doing billions anymore, kid. We're trillions now. So it's sickening and disgusting. Absolutely. But the good thing is people like you are on this case and you're detecting voter fraud attempts to legitimize it, cover it up on and on and on and on. And hopefully Biden will not only be impeached, but removed from power in the near future. I don't think he's going to be removed, Mike. You're going to be stuck with it. And then you'll have Kamala Harris, which I say, good. Let's get Kamala Harris in there. I mean, at least we know what we're dealing with, honey. We know how you got the job. Now show everybody, not just Pete Buttigieg, Greg and LaGrange. Hey, Help me understand this. Let me get this straight. The Democrats want to put in, uh, set aside money for a study to see whether or not they really want to tax the mileage people put on their own cars. <laughs> you got to love it's, it. It's, it's insidious. Yeah. And, it's insidious. And, They've found a way to tax us on something that they know they want to tax us on. <laughs> the thing is they're doing it out of our best benefit. Come on, Greg. Don't you? Doesn't a piece of you... It, is incredible. Doesn't it, a piece of you just admire it? Just a little bit. So we're going to spend a billion dollars. Right? How are we going to spend a billion dollars? We're going to study if people like to be taxed for their mileage. I don't know what could go wrong. We're going to study it, and I think it's going to be perfect. And uh, it's going to work beautifully. And at the end, guess what they're going to do? Guess what the study's going to prove? It's going to prove that people love to be taxed. Not only do they like it, they love it. And now here's your new tax. And you're going to go on my... Who doesn't get to pay those taxes? Any special interest that bribes their politicians. It's a great scam. And it's how you legitimize corruption. And that's called pay-to-play. And Chicago perfected it, made it an art form, and now we've exported that philosophy to the entire Democrat mafia. And that's what it is. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it, Greg. You know I love it. And it explains why so many people are, be, are, are willing to fall into this category, are willing to abide by this. But what I like is I saw something over the weekend. I sent it to the lovely Misty Callahan. And what it was was a young man who had been a benefactor of Americanism. He had been the success his grandfather had dreamt he would become. But his grandfather also had a warning for him. And I thought it was something worth listening to. I want you to hear it. Grandfather walked 10 miles to work every day. My father walked five. I'm driving a Cadillac. My son is in a Mercedes. He said my grandson will be in a Ferrari. He said my great-grandson will be walking again. 
So I asked him, I said, well, why is that? And he said to me, tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. He said to me, many will not understand, but you have to raise warriors. Grandfather walked 10 miles. To now, isn't that the truth? You have to raise warriors. And you look at the society, what we've done, the most supposedly, the richest, the freest, the best. A society based on the absence of tyranny, on the absence of a politician ruling over your life. And look at the year 2021. All of what we've given away willfully to the most corrupt people in government. And I mean that specifically when I talk about Fauci, specifically when I talk about Biden, specifically when I talk about these decrepit old frauds with panty liners bossing us around. Well, there's a lot being done. Uh, I'm going to turn to Dr. Fauci to uh, answer the last question about what's being done. Doc. Thank you, Mr. President. We already have in place when people come into the United States. They have to be tested before they get on and they have to show vaccination uh, uh, documents. When they fly in, when they come running across the border with fentanyl, we don't, we're not too big on that testing there. So even before Omnicron came in, we have a situation where we'll be able to test. And talking about testing, for, fortunately for us, the PCRs that we mostly use would pick up this very unusual variant that has a real large constellation of mutations. Fortunately for us, that I'm so sick of this idiot. I'm so sick of this fraud lying to us. Fortunately for us, you've got the woman in South Africa, the head of their health department, and she's telling you it's, it's a mild cases. You have, you have some aches and some pains. Nobody's died from it. But yet, because the American willing slave known as the Democrat wants another excuse to shut down his neighbor, to control his neighbor. They will run around and use this as a weapon in the same fashion. The similarities between the, the hyper-reaction to COVID and global warming are undeniable. Undeniable. And it's based in the same scientific fraud and the same swindle. And the idea that when you're asked about it, we are supposed to believe that these people represent science itself is preposterous. But you almost have to admire the hubris in which they do it. So anybody who spends lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the Rand Pauls and all that other nonsense, that's noise, Margaret. That's noise. I know what my job is. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? That goes to show you what you're dealing with. This isn't a man of science. This is a more feminine version of Rachel Maddow. That's who Fauci is. You've politicized the whole damn thing. And who's in charge of it? A Democrat apparatchik and nothing more. That's what Fauci is, has been, and will be. And if the virus was really that dangerous, would this 80-year-old piece of garbage still be around to warn us? 312-642-5600. 
All right, so one of my buddies came through in a big way. He did. He already uh, said, I'm in for the 2500 for the Food for the Poor campaign. See, this is what I need. Step up. Let's get to the goal. Not to mention, I got to be prof. You know, he went to all these Ivy League schools and that Northwestern, the rest of it. He's a man of letters, fraternities. And I didn't belong to a fraternity. Belonged to a social club. My friends didn't go on to become doctors and lawyers. They went on to become degenerate gamblers and criminals. Now, however, one of those guys who went the straight way, went the right way, built a company. He's like, I'm in. I'm in for the 2500 I love that. Not just because I'm beating prof, but because Food for the Poor gives 94 cents per dollar to the people. They don't have to buy those little costumes, ringing the bell, the whole time pressing the Marxist mafia agenda, calling me a racist. You don't even know me, scumbag. I just gave you money. Denounce your white privilege. What privilege? I grew up in Melrose Park. Are you nuts? Privilege. Ridiculous. Can't stand these people today. Can't stand them. But now I don't have to pretend I'm going to give you money. Keep ringing that bell. You're lucky I don't take the bell. I'll show you privilege. Want to see privilege? Joe, Munster, Indiana. Yeah, you know, I hear, I heard Fauci say that everybody needs to get vaccinated and... and uh, oh, he's a moron. I'd like to know if his grandkids really are. Because if he is, it shows what a, what a scumbag he is. That he's peddling well, that stuff in his own for, family. He said it's for societal's good. Now, you and I, we come from the side, the libertarian or conservative side, that it's the individual freedom that's more important, not the commune. Well, let's call it the American I don't side. How we'll ever get together. Let's call it the American. I don't want to get together. I don't want to get together. And the idea that no, if my I, money already so goes to pay this idiot split. I agree. There's 22 yeah. states suing the government. We'll take the 22. You could have the rest. We'll take them. We'll go ahead. I like that. I and like look it. Look into Lyle Brainerd, why she's, why she's the deputy uh, 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 FOMC chair without having to be confirmed. Oh, please, because they're, they're, they're giving away our agenda. government. They're giving away power to their apparatchiks. You think these people are experts? By the way, look what it looks like when you give people jobs because of uh, the kind of genitalia they have or, or the way that they vote. Look at how it works. But how else could you get an actual well, Soviet... <laughs> An actual Soviet, Joe. Oh, of course. How else could you yeah. get an actual Soviet who graduated from the University of Moscow, who's written dissertations on Karl Marx? How else could you exactly. get her in charge of American currency? That is the exactly. definition of subversion. Thank you very much. The Democrat mafia is not a political party that has nuanced differences on American principles. They are subversives. They are communists and Marxists and collectivists. And their whole goal is to overthrow our government from within. It's sickening and disgusting. And besides that, if you think I'm putting in my body what you're selling, you got the wrong caballero. I'll tell you right now. Megan, Orland Park. Oh, thanks for taking my call. There's probably others in front of me that I'm waiting for a business call. Just wanted to let you know, Sean, that um, Dan Frost um, had someone call him this morning, and they recommended putting an envelope in, like, the bucket stain. I'm not giving you money because of my white privilege or whatever. Ah, that's so, too complex. You think they're going to read it? Do you take a look at these morons ringing the bell? Take a look at them. They're all built like Pritzker. You think they're going through it going, oh, shucks. No, I got a better idea. Now I take the bell. See, that's the Melrose Park way we protest. I take the bell now. Thank you, Megan. Probably uh, shouldn't be spewing about taking the bell, but that's all right. They shouldn't be t- calling me a racist. You're calling me. This is the thing that is free. You don't know anybody. You don't know me. You don't know who I love, what my life is, how I've lived it. 
You're going to sit there and tell me I'm privileged? You couldn't walk a day in my shoes, scumbag Democrat. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Chicago, New York, New Jersey. You pick a Democrat sewer. And the chaos, the collapse of society, the crime, the carjackings, the murders and mayhem. So uh, this week, I I guess, do they include, uh, I think they do, Thanksgiving. There were only 42 shot, seven killed. We've got a new little statistic going on no one wants to talk about. It's, It's the expressway shootings. I don't know if you're uh, paying attention, but it's constant, constant. There's just indiscriminately there's shootings on expressways. Now, we don't know if the cars are shooting. We don't know if the kids from the overhangs are. We don't know what the hell's going on. But one thing's for sure. It is devolving into a hellhole. Chicago is a hellhole. We got the kid that works here. I love him to death. JT. He uh, is a good kid, young kid, and he lives in the South Loop. We have to worry now if he's going to be okay as he has to park his car and then walk three blocks. This is the norm. It's happening all over the country, mainly where the Democrats rule, because the Democrat mafia creates the kind of mayhem and hopelessness that we in Chicago now think is normal. There's no such thing as a neighborhood that's safe anymore, where a Democrat leadership is in uh, control. They have decided to protect the criminals. They have decided to re-victimize the victims. The law doesn't come into punish it comes in to protect the predators in society i have felt for a very long time there is the only explanation you could come to is because there has to be some sort of a benefit or collusion there has to be some reason prosecutors democrat prosecutors around the country are siding with the gangbangers with the criminals with the mayhem we find out over 50 people have been let out have gone on to commit murders in chicago in this year alone insanity that's insane it's normal now 42 ah, 42 is not bad after all what's our under over 50 what the democrat mafia builds are ghettos what they've learned what they understand is it's within their failure lies their strength as the more their programs fail the more funded they get the more in control what happened to those aldermen in chicago huh what happened to mike madigan Ed Burke, 14 counts of fraud. Where is he? Still going to the meetings in his costume. It's the greatest city in the world to be a corrupt scumbag on the take. It's the worst to be an honest citizen. It's the worst. What's the idea of the Democrats' scum? Defund the police. That should work out famously. I almost enjoy the chaos because this is what you voted for morons, roaches, 
It's like when we go to the gas pump and you, oh, are you mad? You mad? You voted for it. Like the grocery store. What's your explanation? What do you want? They want more free stuff. Forget about the policies that led to this failure that they're used to, that they voted for. Joe in Bloomingdale, or Bolingbrook, excuse me. Hello? Yeah, hi, Joe. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a different take on it. So after the whole Rittenhouse case, I have a renewed sense of hope, I guess, for, for justice. If you think about it, this kid's not a cop. He had aspirations of being a cop. Every time a cop does something and it works, they want to punish the cop. Um, you know, whatever happened to the part of the Constitution where it said a well-regulated militia? You know, I mean, we, criminals are going to go after soft targets, and if we remain soft, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. Well, I, so I, 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 have, a, I have a double. I have, yeah, I carry. I, I think you should carry. I think, you know, that's not what policing to me and not what the government is for. I've been I've been alive long enough to know when a crime happens, nobody's there to protect you but you. But the other thing is the government is supposed to do is it's supposed to punish the bad people. That's what I want the police to do. That's what I want the court system to do. So this thing with the other end of that. Go ahead. You know, if if you're a law enforcement officer, your your job is to enforce whatever you know the ruling party, which would be the Democrats in Illinois, tell you to enforce. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that to a certain extent. I don't. I understand your point, but though you're, I think you're conflating regulation policies and law. And the policemen that I know, and I know, I have a nephew. They know the difference between law and partisan regulation. So the policemen I know enforce law and use law as the shield it's intended. Now, that being said, is there, is there an opportunity for that to be bastardized and police to be turned into tax collectors and enforcers of regulation? The answer is yes, which is why I don't have a blanket position when it comes to these types of things. For instance, I realize that police are individuals like everything else in the world. I don't talk about them with blanket uh, opinions or solutions. And I'm optimistic that the good police will do the good things, and hopefully they will also protect me from the bad police. So it's a, it's a complex issue to a certain extent, but it's based in simplicity when you take what is, it, what is the rule of law. There's a difference between the rule of law and political policy in every other place than a Democrat-run sewer. In a Democrat-run sewer, then policy becomes law, and that in there lies your problem. So I'm assuming and that's what I am afraid of. Yeah. And uh, that's why, Joe, you have to. And, you know, it's unfortunate. You, like me, like many of the listeners, are, are, are victims of, of location. And it doesn't have to be that way. And in the meantime, hopefully you can fight for some righteousness. But I'll tell you another thing. The thing with Rittenhouse, I don't like thanking people that do what they're supposed to do. All that happened in Rittenhouse's case was the jury did what it was supposed to do. I'm not going to thank him for it. You know, you know, what do you say? Okay, good. You, you had a firm grasp of reality. Anybody that looked at the case knew what, was good, what should have happened. It's nice when I guess good things happen, but I don't want to adopt that mindset of thanking people for what they're supposed to do. So thank you for calling. You weren't supposed to, and you did. Thank you. Terry, Rogers Park. Um, uh, the only thing that'll stamp out crime is punishment, uh, but Kim Fox and Lightfoot evidently don't want to stamp out crime, and I hope to God uh, it's men that get their that get their jobs the next election. In fact, Terry, I would I would argue that in, they're enriching bad behavior, and that's why they're getting more of it. But that's what the policies of the Democrat mafia have always been. That is the is the essence of socialism, and in there lies its failure. It rewards 
bad behavior. You want to fix things? Here's an idea. Let's stop doing that. And then maybe, maybe we can get to a solution. And there's optimism today. There's optimism. Yesterday on a Sunday show, Biden's a Biden nominee to the Drug Enforcement Agency made a startling realization. How about this issue that Senator Cassidy was talking about? He says that the opioid crisis, he believes, has been um, the, the, the problem with the manufacturers here has been mostly solved. He believes the real problem now is the border. So the real problem are the criminal drug networks in Mexico that are mass producing fentanyl, which is driving the overdose deaths that we're seeing. And so we should be really clear that 60. 60- but I, I want you to notice how she didn't make the link. See, the cartel isn't just mass producing it and then they're just throwing it at the border. Ooh, that's not how it works. They're working hand in glove with American gangs that thrive and exist under Democrat led cities. Now, if she could only finish the thought, but I have hope for her. Four percent of all those overdose deaths are attributable to fentanyl. About a quarter of those deaths are attributable to methamphetamine. Those two drugs are being man-made, mass-produced in Mexico, sourcing chemicals mostly coming from China. What those criminal drug networks then do is they flood the United States with those drugs in any way they can, whether it's the border, by air, by ports. Those networks want to sell drugs to Americans. It's how they profit. And so they will exploit any vulnerability that they can to get but she's leaving out the important piece what needs to be prosecuted what needs to be put away are the american street gangs hello hello it's the american street gangs instead they have the protection too often of democrat politicians that's just the fact and until the democrat politician decides It's more important to protect the honest, the honest, the victim of the policies that are unfortunately stuck and are stripped of choice through policies of politicians and inhabit the ghettos until they want to protect them more than they want a campaign contribution from a gang banging drug dealing scum. You're going to have the acceptance of 47 shot over the weekend as a good sign. Ooh, it wasn't 50. Because they don't matter. And that's when you hear stories. Like the story that should have made everybody sick over the weekend. I thought it was outrageous. 14-year-old boy shot at least a dozen times. His mother murdered in the same spot two days later. Right now, a grieving family is asking why. They spoke only to CBS Suzanne Lehmann. She joins us now live. Good evening, Suzanne. Brad, their loved ones say they have no idea why both of them were shot. They are in unimaginable pain right now, losing a mother and son. But somebody has an idea. In fact, I'm not sure that they are being totally honest. See, this is the thing about these neighborhoods. Everybody knows who the bad people are. Until they reject them, until they understand that the government will do its job and prosecute them, you are going to have this vicious cycle of sliding down the bowl known as Chicago, New York, New Jersey. But don't worry, the politicians there are more worried about your mask than they're worried about the drug-dealing scum that are thriving under Democrat leadership. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. So November wasn't that bad. November um, to date, 
We still got what? We still got another day. I mean, how bad could it be? We've only had 306 shot in Chicago. <laughs> 306. By the way, in Evanston, we had all those teenagers shot. One kid died from 14 to 18. I don't think that's in the numbers. Evanston, is it in the numbers? I don't know. We don't know. We got to get some clarification. Year to date, Chicago, just Chicago. This is not including like Oak Park or Maywood or any of the surrounding suburbs just outside the city lines. We've only had 4,233 people shot. Are you listening to those numbers? That's wartime numbers, boys and girls. But for a Democrat-run sewer, that's probably not the lead, believe it or not. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. Hi. It's like the Wild West out here. Well, the Wild West had some style. Yeah, and but the media isn't reporting some of this either. Now, just over the border from where you were in Elmwood Park in the summer, you know, where St. William's Church is, uh-huh. cars were shooting at each other, too, you know, and it's like, then the police just come out looking for shell casings, and that's it. Now, today I came home on my way home from work. My friend couldn't get into her complex at first, and she lives over by uh, Main South. Uh-huh. Two cars were shooting at each other from Rosemont all the way into Park Ridge there. Nice suburb. So it's spilling over into all these other suburbs. It's not just Chicago. Because this, we're just going to have to wait for these morons who are in charge of the government, and they are morons, to learn that the only way this is going to stop is when they put these people away and detour others from doing it by realizing they, they are going to face stiff penalties. Until then... It's just going to be mitigating failure. And by the way, I uh, don't live in Elmwood Park anymore. I live in Florida, and this is one of the main reasons. And I am out of here after the show. Thank you, Mary Ellen. I appreciate it. And that's sad. It's a great city. It's a great people. Look what you've done. And they just ignore it. They paint over it. To a certain extent, she's exactly right. The media isn't covering the actual reasons why everyone is fleeing. Sure, it's the business climate, but what is one of the founding reasons the business climate is bad? Ta-da, it's the crime. It's because smash and grab is now considered shopping in the ghetto of Chicago. It's acceptable. What's the, what is the penalty, by the way? So Kim Fox lets you legally steal under $1,000. If you've got a little bit of a drug problem, no problem. Just keep it under 1000 and you won't be prosecuted. But what happens when it's over? Where's the big stiff penalty for the guys that stole hundreds of thousands at at Louis Vuitton or Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom's? What's the penalty? What exactly specifically is the penalty? Because unfortunately, in these neighborhoods, you're trying to so-called improve and gentrify. These are resume builders. See, when you get arrested in these neighborhoods to these gangs, These aren't bad things. These are good things. And you know what the government's been working to do for the rest of the country? Take away the ability for businesses to not hire these scumbags. Until you prosecute scum, you're going to get a worse societal environment. What is this? Are there any adults left? You don't need gun control. You need scum control. Simple. These are simple concepts. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how come these news reporters understand supply and demand and capitalism when it comes to illegal drugs, but they don't understand it with the regular economy? You know, I learned a long time ago in a past life 
uh, when uh, doing illegal things. There's a lot of people in Chicago that look the other way for a certain amount of money. You can't tell me for a minute that the people in Chicago that are in authority don't know what's going on and where it's going on at all times. Oh, I couldn't agree more with you. I couldn't agree more with you. And then the other thing is the people that are licking their chops waiting for money to go into neighborhoods to make them better, knowing that all they're going to do is create recruitment centers for these street gangs rather than protecting the kids from it. You know, this is something that's a vicious cycle. Too much of this is publicly funded. Too much of the money is going to benefit the street gangs that are benefiting from our school system, that are benefiting from our after-school programs. It's really a debacle. It's really an absolute and total debacle. That's why I uh, only support individuals, and I support individual people uh, like Corey Brooks, who are running schools and, 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 and are working for after school for, for, so that he can mentor kids. He's not asking for government handouts. He's doing it through private charities. That's what I think the answer is to everything. And that's why I support Food for the Poor as well. It's about private charities. Food for the Poor gives 94 cents for a dollar. Can you say that you know charities that are, that are well-known that are doing that. We all know the scandals of charities that give 10 cents out of the dollar to the charity. So the way that you do this is you support individuals. You support individual people like Corey Brooks, number one. Then you support individual charities like Food for the Poor because it goes right to the kids. But these programs, completely bastardized. Infrastructure, preschool, all the rest of it. Fresh Start programs. You know what a debacle Fresh Start was? Fresh Start was a failure. Yet every year it's got automatic kickers and increases in it. And every year only the few corrupt benefit. After school programs in the city of Chicago too often are started, abandoned, and become recruitment capitals for these street gangs. And until society starts to prosecute criminals and reward good citizens instead of the other way around, You're going to get a collapsing society, and your standard of acceptance of it will just go up and up and up. And your numbers of what's acceptable to have shootings, carjackings, kidnappings, by the way. This is like, it's like, it's like the third world country. They're kidnapping kids now. Is anybody watching the news? This is all kind of bad stuff. Demand that your government protects you. That's its only job. Not to protect the predators. 312. 642-5600. 642-5600. Is Juicy Smouye's trial televised? Do you know? Because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine, French for sicko, scumbag, pedophile. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? It's not televised. You know, you're getting a lot of texts. It's not televised because of the people. Yeah, I, I believe that. But why, why, why should it not be? Haven't we set the precedent? I mean, if it's a public case and the public wants it seen. Why was Kyle Rittenhouse televised, but the sicko pervert pedophile who helped the very politically connected, the very Democrat, mafia, influential Epstein, who... Uh, Murdered himself with Juicy Smouye's noose. Why uh, isn't that televised? That could be a plot. I mean, after all, they know 
all the scumbags in our government. I mean, they were even attached. Wasn't uh, the, the guy that everybody loves now, who I never liked, Dershowitz? He one of those guys on the plane? Of course, when he flew, he had a booster seat in the airlines. He should be easy to find him. Scumbag that he is. Scumbag. I know we're supposed to like him because he sided on Trump with a couple issues. I don't play that game. To me, if you're a Democrat scumbag last year, you are today as well. You don't get a pass. And then if you f- flew to Epstein's Island, well, I think the argument's over. You're a scumbag. Bruce Waukesha. Thanks for taking my call, Sean. Uh, two quick points. One, uh, obviously with what happened in Waukesha, it was really bad. But I wonder if if uh, that gentleman who was driving that vehicle, if a policeman um, would have fired on that vehicle and taken this guy out before he hit the first person, I wonder what the narrative would have been uh before that so you're in waukesha uh, can you just do me one favor though because you i don't know if you've li- have you listened to me my, my show before sean i've been listening to you for oh, a long time i love this bro so now here's the thing on my show we don't call scum like like uh daryl brooks he's never going to be referred to as a gentle- gentleman you call him what he is a hateful face tattooed piece of garbage scum and he was before he killed all those innocent people who were doing nothing, who didn't have a thing to do with anything. And we call him what he is. But I also want to talk about this. It is now acceptable in society to indict people, to really practice racism by indicting people of being racist without ever knowing them. And in his sick, twisted, minuscule mind and mentality of a roach that he had, In his mind, and in many, many millions of other people who vote Democrat, that's justified what he did. And in there lies the real problem. So I don't care how it, listen, I carry a gun and I carry weapons and I'm a dangerous son of a gun for a very specific reason. It's not just because I want to look good in my Levi's, which I do. It's because I want to be able to protect people all my life while I'm a man. And I I don't know what could have stopped them, but I don't care if it was a little old lady with a gun in her handbag to shoot that roach in the face when he sped by the toddler on the road. I don't care what you got to do, but that's the reason you need the Second Amendment. And that's the reason I don't wait for police. I don't wait for anybody. That happens around me. I, I think every American man and woman has an obligation to drop that piece of garbage before he killed all those innocent people. So I don't know if you were looking for an argument, you ain't going to get one out of me. No, 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 not at all. And I, but the other point I wanted to make was about with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and what all have happened in Kenosha, which, by the way, I lived there for 10 years, too, which is sad to me to even admit that. But um, the question I have now is now, now with Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted of what happened, look, fast forward now when if you start seeing people start defending businesses uh, who are getting looted and we start seeing gunplay start happening, and we start seeing, you know, maybe a white person taking out a black person. What's going to happen to all the narrative there, too? Bruce, because well, this is, got- I've been in business my whole life. I grew up in a, in a mom-and-pop business. And we never, we always protected it from within. And I didn't care who was stealing from my grandfather. When I was a kid, we, we baseball batted. You stole from us. You, 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 didn't, you had to learn how to spell again. So, I, I, you know, to me, in my neighborhood, we weren't the only ones. That's how neighborhoods were when I grew up. We didn't rely on the police to protect us. We liked it when they did, but we understood how it worked. See how it works in a real crime is the crime happens. The good guy normally gets shot if he's not prepared. And then the police get called and they put tape around. And I don't want to be the chalk mark on the floor. So in my neighborhood, in the way we were taught is we didn't want to be a chalk mark. 
So we never accepted that thing. And a criminal knew when he walked in our store, I'm looking at you. And give me an excuse to put you in the intensive care unit. That's how I do it even now in my business. I got a cigar store. You could, the cabinet's there. If, I, if you steal from me, we got a problem. And I'm not going to be the one that calls the police. You are. If you can still dial or remember what 911 means. That's how I look at it. So I am all for these companies hiring their own private security. Neiman Marcus and Louis Vuitton should have armed guards, just like the stores in Miami. And if you come in there with bad intent, you get murdered. End of story. And that's it, because you've got to protect yourself and your business more than anybody else. Because here's the real skinny that nobody wants to talk about. Daryl Brooks and people with that mentality that want to harm innocent people, they're not worth a purse. They're not worth anything. So to me, I think we got to start getting back to criminals are bad, innocent people are good. These are simple rules, but there are no more adults in America. Thank you, Bruce, for the call. Thank you for listening. David in Racine, Wisconsin. Good day, Sean. Um, I have a, a little theory that I think uh, most gun control advocates are either American Marxist fascist or they are... Uh, Basically, sexual predators engage in activities that would make them afraid of uh, an armed victim or an armed parent of a victim. Oh, I like this. This is like Conspiracy Monday. We, 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 we've got rid of that segment, but we're going to might bring it back. Go ahead. Well, like I say, you, know, you look at our current president. I mean, uh, accused, credibly accused of being a sexual predator. And, of course, with his long support of gun control because he's a... You know, supporting the fascistic mentality. Well, he's just the old-fashioned Democrat mafia boss where they promote gun control the whole time they have armed guards around them and people that carry guns. So I have to tell you the whole thing about, David, I'm old enough to remember when you were not supposed to legally carry a gun in Illinois. You remember that? Yes. I'm old enough to remember that. Do you know who that stopped from carrying guns? Law-abiding uh, people. That only stopped law-abiding right. people. The, the criminals, criminals that, that I knew. Impunity. Criminals that I knew. Criminals that I'm related to. They got guns. They didn't care what the law was. So, I mean, you know, it, this is a ridiculous argument that statistically, that, that history, that every ounce of common sense proves it's wrong to limit law-abiding people from protecting themselves. But I'm not, I'm willing to be, I'm willing to not abide by the law. If the law is, is against my constitutional right, you could take your law and durbin it. I don't care what they say. There's an old Polish saying, uh, it's better to be uh, tried by 12 than carried by six. See that? Polish, they don't live up to the jokes people tell. I like that story. Thank you very much. I'm kidding. Everyone knows I love the Polish. I'm from Elmwood Park. I mean, I live in Elmwood Park. It's the land of the Polish Ferrari. You know what that is, don't you? It's a Mitsubishi with that scary bird on the hood. Polish Ferrari. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. I almost broke this microphone, too. I'll break this microphone. Start talking about these morons, how they're messing up my country. I start breaking it. Like, for instance, this, all this talk of this idiot, this idiot failure never did anything in his life, Joe Biden. Really never ran anything, never succeeded at anything. How they talk about the jobs numbers. Did you know this, Bunny? I don't think you did. 2017, 80.4 million workers age 16 and older in the United States were paid hourly wages. You know how they talk about the minimum wage, minimum wage? Among those paid by the hour, there were 542,000 workers that were actually earning the minimum wage. See, what, what, what these idiots don't understand, when you try to nationalize business, those businesses hire less people. 
We've been telling you how capitalism works, morons. But you're so busy trying to bastardize it and pay off your contributors, you destroy it. So in the year 2020, you know how many hourly minimum wage workers there are? 247,000. Half. Half stupid. That's what you've done. You've destroyed the idea of minimum wage workers working their way up. And you're touting this as a success rather than realizing in the year 2020, there's only 73 million people working now for hourly wages. You've crushed the market. That's why businesses are closing. That's why the ghettos you inhabit with your policies that are so great, you can't even buy a peach in them. Because you destroy the business climate, you Democrat morons. Keith and Elgin. Yeah, how you doing, Sean? Good. A little aggravated. Appreciate your show. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you knew about uh, the National Non-Compliance Day on December 14th. I'm pretty much a non-compliance guy every day, but go ahead, tell me. (laughs) People who are tired of uh, Washington's policies and mandates. Uh Uh-huh. they're going to do what I do and walk around without your mask? Well, that's probably be part of it. But the big thing is don't go to work. Oh, I like this. Don't buy Don't buy anything at the store or on the Internet, you know, like clothes. All and, right, and this is called the National Non-Compliance Day? Yep, December 14th. All right. Keith, you taught and, me something. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm all in on the non-compliance because I know what you're saying. What that means is there's no sales tax. The government doesn't get sales tax. There's no gas right. tax. You don't buy gas. Okay, this yep. is good news. Now, for me, I'll yep. be walking around in my Speedo anyway. I don't have to buy much in the Speedo. But thank you very much. I appreciate it, Keith. There's no pockets in my Speedo. There we go. December 14th. National Don't Give the Government Your Money Day. See, this is the other thing they don't understand. They're attacking people who can afford to take time off for the most part. This plan is going to work like everything Joe Biden ever tried. It's going to fail because these morons put in place a corrupt fascist failure in diapers. All right. John on the south side. Hey, Sean. Hi, hey, buddy. all these stores, they don't want no security. Uh, Louis Vuitton, $1,000 purse they stole. They're charging the insurance 3000 And it ain't like me. I have two claims on my insurance, and they drop me. They ain't dropping them big stores. So, oh, so they're laughing John, all the way to the bank. I'll tell you what, though. I, I understand that, what you're saying. Number one, you're off about 4000 per purse. But I understand what you're saying. But I will say this. I'm not sure it's going to go as smoothly as you anticipate. Because you do understand what insurance companies really are, don't you? Deny, deny, defend. They're the triple Ds. The insurer is no yes. such thing as insurance. So you're saying they're going to pay them, and I say, well... Let's hang on there. Let's see how it all pans out. There is no winner here. There is no winner. And until, the, the, the winners is them. You until insurance, the well, us. then the insurance companies should hire, do what they did in the 30s and the 40s and the, and, and the, in the 20s and hire the old uh, Johnny Dollars and go investigate the crimes and put them away. See, we got an answer for that. We got an answer for that. Just like I have an answer for that fraud organization, Salvation Army, Goodwill. I'm so excited because my wife used to make me go there all the time. Drop the clothes off. Let's donate. Let's write the check. No more. Now it's food for the poor. I already got my buddy. He already moved the lever. My one buddy. He's in for the 2500 I got to read his commercials. Not quite sure what his, co- what his company is. After all, his nickname is Pockets, but we'll find out. I'm always excited about doing a commercial for a guy named Pockets. Uh, Amy. Hello, Sean. Hi, Amy. Hi. How are you tonight? I'm good. Oh, good. 
First of all, I want to thank you for your patriotism. Oh, thank you. I'm a rabid, I'm a rabid American, and I'm going to tell you right now, okay. I think pe- people forget that the, the people who started this country refused to be slaves. So I'm hoping that that... I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel from way back. Oh, good. Okay. Wonderful. And I just want to say that these people in Illinois and Springfield, they're going to have to be dealt with at some point in time. Well, you know what you do, Amy? You let them live among their own creation. I find that to be the best revenge. Thank you very much. Schadenfreude. It's a shame, but they voted for this failure. They voted for this these, these, this corruption. They accept these political whores and pimps when I reject them. And we'll be back in 21 hours to continue to reject them. I can't believe the show's over. Can we do another hour? No more? Can't do another? All right. I'll be back in 21 hours. We'll do it all over again.